God forbid that doesn't happen. All right. Wait, are <laughs> we is... rolling already? No, just I just so I don't miss anything or forget. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, we can start fucking talking. I don't give a shit if this thing has production values or <laughs> whatever. Like, I don't care. In fact, um, yeah, let's go ahead and start without any uh, preamble. All right, no introduction. I'm, uh, I'm amazed to be on with uh, Default Friend, aka Catherine D, the celebrity from uh, Tucker, what the fuck, Tucker Carlson, <laughs> whose stupid name is too hard to say. How uh, long do you think I can milk that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, how did it boost your profile? Did you get anything from it? Did you get like paid Substack subscribers from him? Um, no, not really. I mean, I got a bunch of like right wing uh publications wanting to to publish me okay that was cool but and like you (laughs) you scraped together kind of a career of posting shit in other places and having a sub stack and doing like collaborations like the one with me and then all these other people like you have a, a potpourri of shit going on in your life like is that working out for you is your profile steadily expanding are you making decent money from it like are what's going on with you I'm, i make enough money to not have a real job a civilian okay. job <laughs> that's fucking amazing um but i mean i don't i don't know my, my my profile rises and falls like i feel like my stock is down right now but it's easy to like jump start the car you know well the vibe shift is failing so you were a vibe shift character and now the women that were sort of flirting with uh, so-called dissident right views have found it uh, not to their liking and they're retreating back to normal feminism and liberalism. And especially- right. so, I wrote about and that also, too. Me Too is coming back. So you have Andrew Tate being accused of uh, sex trafficking, Romanian whores, and then uh, Justin Roiland, uh, not only uh, you know tenderizing his, his porn store wife or whatever it was, but also uh perving out in a really unesthetic way on underage girls that then went on to become like only fans dominatrices and uh, are exploiting the shit out of their old screen caps of disgusting drunken justin roiland uh ugh, trying to trying to have some uh you know statutory rape sex with them um so that's going to bring back another and there's going to be another mini wave of me too and i think we're all going to take a big step backwards good right <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're all fucked i mean it doesn't matter to me anymore right like i've sort of my posting for the last you know year or even two has just been like i like fucking sitting next to the heater like i i you know god is good and like i enjoy feeding the squirrels like i'm my whole persona is dead and i'm already just out of it and irrelevant in a fucking square i you know and you can you can easily morph into you know i'm not saying that your change you know your actual attitudes will change or anything but like your persona could fit in to any number of cultural eras in other words you could be the uh i mean what are you now like are you what what are you now you're like the not (laughs) like you're like the girl that's not really alt-right but don't hate alt-right people and that's i mean i think (laughs) i think that's what i've always been just sort of well actually i i'm on tiktok now and i made a tiktok about how like people on the dissident right say i have a humiliation fetish 
And it actually dawned on me. It's not that I have a humiliation fetish. It's that I'm just like a classic millennial oversharer who like walked into the wrong room. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I'm a, I've always been the, 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 the same, the same broad, just a, just regular centrist millennial who loves to talk about her feelings, but for some reason is constantly surrounded by men on the alt-right. You have a different setup than me because you show face and, you know, it's easy to find like your real name and everything. And like, People people know some details about you, but you you're not an oversharer in that like, you know, until very recently. And I've I've like worked with you for a fairly long time now, and like I've talked to you sort of in passing for a long time. But I like knew nothing about your actual life <laughs> and your inner life. And I knew someday like you and I would become like actual you know not parasocial friends but actual <laughs> friends. And that sort of recently happened. But like whereas nobody so i'm not you know people aren't supposed to be able to find my name in my face but they know everything about you know all the worst things that i've done and thought over my entire life i feel like for me that the dam broke kind of recently and now yeah. it's just like it's all out there and it's like there's no sort of plausible deniability anymore it's just like yep um this is these are all my feelings and this mm-hmm. is how i live in the world so, I mean, now now I have my my government name and my uh, government feelings <laughs> all, <laughs> all out there. But how has been so and you also uh, had a rise to online fame relatively quickly. And like, how was that for you emotionally? Because you certainly did uh, attract a lot of you. You got a lot of acclaim. Right. So like there's a thing about you where like. Dan Savage found you, for instance, and it was like pumping you up and, you know, the, the E. Jean Carroll thing and then the Tucker Carlson thing. And then, like you know, prominent people like you and like to latch on to you. But then also a lot of, you know, the, the Anons, like a lot of them fucking hate you and come after you and say mean shit to you. And like, how has that been for you as a human being experiencing that? Like, does um... it hurt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It hurts yeah. a lot. I have cried so much about mean things Anons have said about me. You know, it got to the point where like, I was like, well, maybe I kind of do need to start going to the gym. And like, I'm so, I'm, I'm such a fast runner because I'm like muttering under my breath death to, you know, yeah. specific person redacted. And I mean, it's like the same guy and it just really, it, it <laughs> motivates me. Well, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And I'm sorry for not white knighting for you more when I, when I... <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's made yeah. me strong. Um, do you want to jump into the questions yeah sure um this is default wisdom with your host default friend i'm the guest (laughs) delicious tacos i'm going to post this on my Substack too though because one of my uh things i want to do for 2023 is learn how to you learn how to make voice content better like i don't think that I'm i'm an especially exciting podcast guest and people are always asking about an audiobook and stuff and like even like singing and shit like that <coughs> excuse are you kidding me, me? singing I would, yeah i just like to use my voice better as a tool and so i appreciate your being willing to do this as a podcast because it's just an opportunity to kind of practice that um and uh you know i have like it's hard for me to write now i'm like my I, my work is my day job is really fucking busy and then like i'm cranking on my book whenever i have free time to write so it's hard for me to do a column so Catherine, let me ask you a question. Why is it that what seem like the best dates always end up with the girl ghosting me, even after being intimate? <laughs> That's our first reader question. So 
I mean, I, they're probably not good for the women. As, and the sex is probably especially bad. Yeah. The, oh, it's also, so even after, but here's what it is. The best dates are with the people that you find the most attractive. Um, and it really is like, uh, you know, attractiveness is a one to 10 scale. And then, you know, that test in like Girl Scouts or whatever, where you take two rocks and like chip them against each other and see which one is harder and you can write rocks on a hardness scale. Uh, no. Okay. No. Well, it, that's a thing. It exists. And that's what uh that's what like online dating rejection is like like you loved those dates because those those people were a point or two above you so if you're a six and you went out with a seven like you were like wow this girl's really great and because she was physically attractive you thought that they were really interesting because people are fucking idiots and you think it's the greatest date and like she was like oh this guy's like you know one point uglier than me i'm not going to go out with him again and that's the entire answer so if you go out with a four that person is thinking that about you. They're thinking why they're like, why is this my best dates always fucking with this fucking smoking hot six always ghosting me. So one weird thing about this question is, doesn't it kind of feel like it was written by a woman? I mean, it doesn't matter. And this is what, this is gender agnostic answer that I had. Um, but best dates always end up with the girl ghosting me, even after being intimate. I don't know what lesbians are like in 2023, but I actually um, think it's a straight woman who switched the gender somehow to for for some reason to like throw off the scent, like they thought they had to think of writing. Really? Yeah, right. because uh, d- right, I think it's probably a dude whose dates are ghosting him because. Oh, but what guy it. is like you know girls are ghosting me even after sex? That's yeah no i've thought that before yeah because you think like you you think like if you get the bang like that's a chat you know that's your challenge as a dude to get that and then you're like i won and she must like me and then sometimes they bail that's happened to me too all right even though i'm sure i'm fantastic at you know sex i'm you know whatever but uh yeah it happens are you ghosted (laughs) often what's up how how often are you ghosted? I mean, I don't date anymore. Did I tell you that I'm doing the fucking sex and love addicts anonymous now? Like I don't look at porn. I masturbate one sixth as much as I used to. I don't date. I don't have sex. I don't get erotic massages. I don't flirt. So like you're the first woman I've talked to outside of a work context in like two months. And this is a type of work, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm allowed to. I have fucking RSV, by the way, so sorry for coughing. Um, yeah, I'm allowed to talk to you, but uh, so yeah, I don't date anymore. And I'm 46 years old, so like my dating life is not really relevant to like normal people, but um, maybe to the elderly. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I would get ghosted when it was a woman that was like two points above me. Like if I would date a smoking hot actress or something like yeah she would ghost me wow i i don't know i i guess uh i mean i guess women do do ghost men i mean i've, I've definitely ghosted people but yeah, it's, women, I... women ghost men a lot <laughs> um all so right date uglier on. people is the answer to, to this guy <laughs> that's always my advice yeah. um date date uggos they need they need love too um, <laughs> most women list travel as a hobby Continual vacations are not a lifestyle or is not a lifestyle I can financially support. How can I find a girl without this obsession? Uh, okay. Do you want to take the first crack at this one? Yeah. Um, I think travel is a filler hobby. Um, 
And uh, I mean, just date working class women if you're really worried about it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's I, I don't think I've, I've never expected guys to take me on trips. Um, and I'm, I'm like constantly like boomeranging across the country. Um, and I think like my lifestyle is probably an anomaly. I don't think people travel nearly as much as as I do. Um, I think yeah. it's like saying that you like the office. It's just kind of like, well, right. yeah, that's, you know, it's fun to want a cruise or something. <laughs> I uh, I do kind of see. So he's talking about online dating profiles, and I do kind of see that as money coded. Um, or at least like it's women that are trying to put forward, you know, uh, uh, like a passport lifestyle is like a, <coughs> excuse me, it does like connote wealth. Um, and I would love to fucking travel with a woman. There's a lot of trips that I wish I would like, I, I would have loved to have gone to Alaska with a woman or like Costa Rica, even with a woman, but I'm certainly not going to the goddamn Philippines with a fucking woman or Thailand or Cambodia <laughs> for that matter. Or any place where, you know, there's tons of uh, great looking prostitutes. Um, <laughs> continual vacation is not a lifestyle I can financially support. Well, I don't think that it's expected based on their hinge profile that you are going to bankroll uh, their grand tour of all seven continents. I think that some of these women, if they say they have travel as a hobby, they may in fact have their own job. Uh, where they've per- you know purchased plane tickets for themselves in the past, um, and uh, you should also change your lifestyle until you can support continual vacations. Like you're approaching this with this weird frame, and I do it too, right? I mean, you, the pr- the problem with something like Hinge is, or you know any online dating app is it's so demoralizing to see the same basic horseshit again and again and again from stupid women that you eventually want to reach through the screen and murder with your bare hands. Um, <laughs> but it's just them saying generic basic shit because like they're women in public being basic. They're being safe and being basic. And like what they say on those profiles doesn't really mean anything like, Oh, you know, I'm a Scorpio, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think that, you know, it's not a big deal. So of course they say they want to travel. It does mean that they're probably yuppies, but like, don't, don't freak out looking at their online dating profile and then immediately start fast forwarding to your bank account being drained as you have to fly her first class, <coughs> excuse me, to, you know, fucking the Greek islands. Like I have fucking pneumonia, by the way, Catherine, I mean, this is insane. I've had this disease for two weeks and uh, it's you sound like her- you're dying. Oh, it's fucking awful. Um, I'm a frail old man. Um, so don't worry about it. Like, first of all, ignore it. Ignore all the shit that women say on their stupid fucking hinge profile. And then like, stop freaking yourself out well in advance of when you need to just go on a first day. And like, you should travel in your life, right? As soon as you have enough money, you should go somewhere to another country. Like I didn't travel until much later in life. It's one of my big regrets is not backpacking around vietnam when i was 22 um but at the time that was something that only people that grew up with money did so you know open up your own horizons and then forget it like women are going to be stupid like they are women are stupid in public and then sometimes they're cool in private so don't worry about the shit they say in public so um both of these questions are reminding me of this really weird comment that someone made on a first date to me which is that you could get a woman to a place where 
they don't only accept your flaws, they'll do mental acrobatics to like them. And that's yeah. always that's always stuck with me. And he wasn't really a good looking guy and he didn't have a great job. And there was very little redeeming about him. Um, and, you know, I didn't I didn't like him very much, but I, I knew I, I knew of other women who were just like, I don't know, like lighting themselves on fire because they, you know, he'd made made them feel bad about themselves. Where I mean, is that dated? Does that exist anymore? Like, can you if it, it, it feels like men aren't really thinking with that anymore. They're kind of in the incel mindset a little bit. Well, yeah, the hardest thing in today's world is getting in the door, like really just getting a couple dates, like getting two dates with a woman is the hardest thing in the world um, with online shit. Cause there are so many distractions. And so <coughs> motherfucker, <coughs> I have fucking consumption. Catherine, I'm holding like a, if this were a movie, I'd be holding like a lace white handkerchief and then you'd see a couple drops of blood <laughs> in it and you know that it's going to fast forward to my death. Um, the last known recording of Delicious you, Tacos. <laughs> you alone on the content farm just burying me in the, my content grave having to do the fucking column by yourself. Um, so, yeah, can you... Basically, you're talking about it, you know, can you get inside a woman's head and make her obsessed with you anymore? And you would ha- I think for that to happen, you would have to be forced to be around them. So you have to like work at a bar or a restaurant or, you know, a, a plastic. I think you could do it online. Lots of women. It's hard to do. I mean, it's I'm so disconnected from this shit because like all my interactions with women online are like as a fucking i don't you know as a prominent online account so i are i have like an advantage i'm not i'm not a you have a clout <laughs> yeah i'm not a normal dude so that i don't like have to do normal dude shit like i can be kind of a pussy with these women um but you know yeah it's hard, like if you're starting a relationship on like hinge bumble tinder that kind of situation like i don't think you're ever going to get to the place where like that kind of game or charisma or magnetism like comes to bear it really might be over for young people and maybe they should all just you know commit mass suicide or they just uh you know just meet people on like discord or twitter or something yeah you know yeah get a profile in a place where you can really express yourself and then if you're good looking, make it known that you're good looking and go from there. I do think there's something to be said for like building up e-fame as the new, like guys who were good at Instagram a couple of years ago, got laid a lot more from Instagram and got relationships more from Instagram than they did from Tinder. That's for sure. I don't even understand <laughs> like why men care about being good looking. I've like known some like real, like, like hard fours who are just, again, like, torturing women emotionally like emotional terrorists i've seen it happen i've experienced it i mean like yeah you can do it i mean that's a that that's a great thing about being a dude i mean women can be like that too though like once you're around somebody enough and you like them like they become good looking to you you know that which is good will soon be beautiful yeah and you could um yeah like uh that that first date set uh women will do mental acrobatics to like your flaws um so this is the last oh i I, I have my whole i have our whole spreadsheet here do you want to uh go through the ones that are highly rated this is a good one you ready yeah yeah let's do it dear delicious and default a few years ago i had a fling with my co-worker's sister 
She was pretty kinky by my standards at the time. She wanted me to dominate her and was turned on by aggression and mild pain. I was inexperienced in kink, but I managed to keep up and ended up enjoying our time quite a bit. She was just visiting, so our romp came to a clean end. I started dating someone shortly afterwards, and the sister and I fell out of contact. Last weekend, I was, received a wedding invitation from the now ex-coworker. I'm newly single, and my mind went straight to kinky sister. I used the wedding as an excuse to reconnect, and it turns out she's in a relationship. That said, our conversation turned a little spicy, and she dropped some hints that she found the idea of fucking me behind her boyfriend's back really hot. I'm a little ashamed to admit that I do too. She's so comfortable with sex and confident about what she wants. It brings out the deviant in me. I mean, imagine sneaking away from the wedding reception to finger the groom's sister in the woods behind her boyfriend's back. So I need your advice. Should I tell kinky sister it wouldn't be right to do anything while she's taken? Or should I abdicate judgment to her and get freaky? Yours, conflicted cuckolder. <laughs> um, I mean, I think this dude's just going to fuck her. <laughs> Why, yeah. Is he just bragging? <laughs> I don't, we got this question like three months ago. So the wedding has happened. Like he's already <laughs> nailed her. But my that my notes here say that like someone with this kink could also have the kink of watching a guy murder you. Like oh I mean sure yeah that's that's something <laughs> I, I don't know you know I'm real anti kink with these answers always I'm like please pray to God and think about how you're hurting somebody or yourself and like who knows I mean he already did it like this question is in the past he's done it by now so if you're listening like let us know how it was but uh, I mean it's fucked up it's obviously fucked up to the boyfriend but you don't know if the you know with these fucking like kinky people you never know if the boyfriend's really in on it and some weird fetish where like you're being played and he's gonna bust in on you and that's part of the fucking role play and like fucking like kinky people and swingers and shit like I like I don't want to be judgmental but it's like there's I don't know it's just fucking just get fucking laid and that's enough you know what I mean like just fuck and like that's <laughs> fucking is fine like it doesn't need extra I, I, maybe i'm a fucking pussy in a prude right like because what she's saying does sound hot like that is hot and that is something i would beat off to and in your life you need hall of fame memories to jerk off to you know in your old age especially like i'm not using porn now and so i have to jerk off to my own memories and like i'm so glad that like i had some of the sex that i did you wouldn't just remember the porn you can't i'm not gonna jerk off to like to, <laughs> to jerking off no i'm not gonna have inception of like okay watching a screen within my mind's eye <laughs> you do that wait a minute wait okay wait, all right what is your masturbatory life like um <laughs> this is a uh, the hitherto unshared um content uh I mean, it's, I, I think of people, I, okay. you know, not even, not even necessarily, I, you know, I, I don't think. <laughs> not of, even necessarily people like a fucking pony or what? <laughs> no, obviously not. So, okay. This is embarrassing. I, I've told one other person this. Sometimes I'll think of like, like people who post like YouTube videos. So I don't really know what they look like. I just kind of know what the talking who, head is. Who are we talking um, about? Poppyzilla? <laughs> I'm not gonna say. I have I have some some Is streamer the crushes. Chael Sonnen? <laughs> I have some crushes on streamers and okay, it's a recent right, development. Right. 
So you I masturbate, <laughs> you masturbate to Twitch streamers and YouTube hosts. This is okay. And like, it's totally all right and normal to do this. But it's it's not the, it's the memory. Of okay. So and you're not, so you don't watch porn, which was my initial question, right? Um, no porn. I, I, all right. Let's, but like when you <laughs> typically master, when's the last time you masturbated? Today. Okay. What, like how long ago? Like three hours ago. And what were you watching or thinking of at that time? Um, I had the deranged thought that uh, in certain types of magic, um, if you are trying to manifest something and then you orgasm, um, it's more likely that the thing will happen. So were you um, trying to manifest? Were you trying to get like a high tax return or something? (laughs) uh, You know, it. Like like my bank account, ten million dollars. <laughs> right. Wait, wait, no, um, were you really? What were you trying to manifest? Um, I mean, that's that. I'll leave off the the podcast. But I, that's so that's so that was that crossed my mind, and then that was you know. Okay, okay, okay. Weird. So again, but then I thought about uh, this, this is a lot here. So, yeah. first of all, you had a concept that using magic, your words, uh, you if you are thinking and trying to manifest this this dream of yours while orgasming it's more than likely to come true and so there's this concept that you're generating like energy that is that is going into the world or whatever and is is more okay so there's one thing going on now what are you watching to get off (laughs) so uh then uh then so then after that i thought about you know a a youtube streamer so that was that that was that you weren't watching his videos while you were no no i mean I there's like I'll, sometimes I'll look at I mean I so I'm, I've railed against porn so much it's I mean I have watched porn but I can't now I like ruined it for myself um but I don't think hentai is porn so hentai is fine okay um so that's I've been known to enjoy hentai every day of my okay. life and are you <laughs> using uh are you using a device or are you just you know using your hands uh actually my hands are small and don't work very well so it's usually a device okay all right that's a lot of personal information that we've that is... for you today <laughs> um, you know what i'm lot. kicking myself for is not recording the zoom myself like you <laughs> you cannot you cannot deny me this full recording which i promise will be treated with utmost respect um but don't chicken out on this because that's actually that's that's great information like it's an interesting concept to that you are you know trying to use orgasmic energy as like this sort of like the secret like wish fulfillment and i think there's something kind of cool about it and nice how do you think i got on tucker carlson no i (laughs) I think you you jacked him off (laughs) uh no he's a he's a married man he's a and i i certainly wouldn't do such a thing um anyway do we have another question uh yeah what's your advice for submissive dudes who want to be sexually dominated by their girlfriends should we just indulge in it and find a hot dom gf or should we go to masculine conversion therapy and channel our rape chakras because most women are submissive in the end um i mean i think there are definitely dominant women uh, I mean, just make sure that your your partner is not going to be disgusted by you, right? Because I think it would be, uh, you know, some women's ick, right? But I think a lot of women like it. There's also, uh, 
you know, you can't try to be something that you're not. So they're going to get the ick. Women are going to get the ick anyway, if you're trying to be dominant and you're not. Like, I'm not a very fucking dominant person, right? You know, not not in the sort of Andrew Tate character way. And if I try to fake being more, quote, alpha, end quote, than I really am, it comes off as the most, it comes off as way more pussy than if, if I just admitted that I'm a nerd. Yeah, it, I, I agree with that. I mean, like anytime I was just talking to someone about this, like anytime people are, are you know, people aren't good liars, right? They're not good actors. So, you know, you may as well just lean into what you really are, because I think that's always more attractive. Yeah. And like, just uh, so you want to be sexual, like, I don't know, the, you know, the background here is like, has this guy been sexually dominated by his girlfriend before and he liked it? Or is this just a fantasy that he wants to try? And like, that's a good point. You know, he, here's something that I, I don't think we've ever said in the column like your fantasies you know once you face them you you might not actually be into it so that's something to to keep in mind as well yeah. there we go also like i really have no advice on how to get any kind of girlfriend um quite s slash well, you know, i'm sure you know how to get one you just don't know how to keep one who knows doesn't matter <laughs> now i'm a fucking vol cell uh question for advice column i feel like most romantic advice is pitched towards someone chasing someone else, especially when the advice is for men. But for the introverted who long to be understood, how can we send strong and legible signals? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Motherfucker. How, Catherine, can we send strong and legible signals about who we would like to approach us and attract those people? So as, how can, as, as a man. You know, it, not gender is obviously... Okay a big right. part Gender. of the answer but it's not specified in the question um i mean i think i think for women i well you know what for both genders you could drop hints i think you need to to drop hints as a man you need to have some charisma or you need to be good looking but i mean as a woman as a woman it's pretty i think it's pretty easy to yeah. put up some signals um I, you know i don't want to der- derail the answer to our question but is it against the uh sex addicts anonymous rules to ask co-workers as i am your colleague um about their masturbation habits i'm just curious well you can ask me about my masturbation habits now do you want to know what they are yeah let's hear it so i don't i don't look at porn anymore and i don't um like on twitter i don't fixate on sexual material so like if i scroll i mean obviously my feed is largely like renault posting like huge titty fucking mexican girls and stuff and i just gotta (laughs) scroll right past it so now uh i just masturbate every other day um i wait until 3 p.m and uh i it's a it's very utilitarian and very like instantaneous now because i'm accustomed to masturbating um you know like three times a day so uh i'm doing that's a lot at your age that's good for you (laughs) thank you yes well it's uh, a lot of broccoli a lot of zinc and uh you know i've got good heart health so i've got a couple more years of chugging the chicken in me um but uh yeah it's pretty instantaneous and usually i'm thinking about uh impregnating uh young prostitutes in the philippines young you know i mean of legal age but like you know sure fertile age yeah i'm thinking about uh Usually I'm thinking about, or I'm thinking about like old, you know, like women that I've dated in the past where I had to pull out and 
instead thinking about giving them like a full bore cream cream pie that gives them uh, an unwanted child. Cool. That seems. Uh, I mean, that yeah. actually seems like a common jerk off fantasy for a lot of guys. I, yeah. I I was it was when I got divorced, so I didn't I didn't really have any sexual experience, so it was all new to me, and I was so surprised by um, guys just mentioning like pregnancy while mm-hmm. you know you know, it's sexting or fucking you. And it was really weird to me. I was pretty creeped out. I got to say. Yeah. That's no guys think about that a lot. Um, and I, that's, I think about that exclusively while jerking off. Um, yeah. Let's see if there's any other good questions here. Unless you unless you want to ask me more about jerking off. No, that's all right. I'm, I'm thinking about, um, I mean, how am I going to, uh, keep being, I mean, I guess I gave up being the sex negativity person a long time ago. I'd just, uh, just put it all out there. And... <laughs> I mean, uh, be what you, you're eventually like, there's so much page real estate that you have to generate and so much like podcast time. You're eventually going to share everything about yourself. Um, and the only way to do it is just be honest. Right. So I don't remember you ever being sex negative. I, I mean, I wasn't. People mis- people mistook uh, mistook me as a sex reactionary, which was never really true. As I'm like a childless, divorced woman. Um, yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, I've never I've never uh, been this open before. I mean, everybody wants to fucking label, especially with respect to like these stupid like left right movements and all this other bullshit and. Uh, it's just very small minded and it's also like people are lazy and don't want to actually read the content and understand the deep nuances. Catherine. Yeah. yeah. How did, how'd you get like, how are you a dissident? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or like, how am I right wing when I've only ever said like, well, I guess I've said like extremely racist and misogynistic shit and advocated okay. for like yeah. enslaving women. And I'm also a major anti-Semite. Are um, you actually? No, of course not. I mean, I don't, I, I don't hate any group of people or think any particular group of people is superior or inferior. Here's what the, where the, all that came from is that back in the early days of blogging, I was blogging on OKCupid and there were a lot of like hardcore feminists on there and they'd come in and leave like mean comments about, you know, male sexuality and stuff and call me a misogynist. And it was obvious right away that like, there's no defending against an allegation of like misogyny or racism or anti-Semitism or whatever, like people that go around calling people misogynist, like call everybody a misogynist and to them, everything is misogyny. So you have to just roll with it and just say, you know, sure, I'm a fucking misogynist. And like, I do have great personal resentments around women. This is part of the thing that I'm trying to get over with the whole, you know, sex and love addicts thing right it's obviously it comes out of like being rejected by women at times or my you know my resenting myself for my great need for them um but you know do i fucking think that you know do i want to impose like a law (laughs) saying that women can't vote or have sex or whatever no i don't give a shit and like so uh i don't you know there past the point too like the dissident right back in the day was starved it and still is like starved for people with like a good sense of humor that aren't like like a lot of the real nazis and like or like conservative christian stiffs are just autistically enraged all the time and aren't very much fun to read or listen to so 
and uh the i think people on the right uh you know most entertainment comes out of the left and the leftist entertainers and writers were insulting and expressing open contempt toward anybody on the right right and so which is awful and so anybody who didn't do that like was cool with them you know and it's true i don't like i i don't espouse right-wing views but i also don't care i don't really give a shit about fucking i don't care who's fucking president i don't care you know what the law is and i honestly don't care if people are being fucking racially oppressed either so right on yeah (laughs) i don't Um, care about racial injustice (laughs) but i'm not in favor of it either (laughs) you know i just don't give a shit that's a yeah a dissident belief sure yeah um cool where (laughs) where uh where were we (laughs) do you want to do another yeah we should let's i think this is a good length for a podcast we've been going for about 45 minutes so like let's do one more little question and we'll wrap it up okay um this isn't about me but about a friend how do you start from zero if you've barely had any romantic or sexual experience he is a junior in college five out of ten attractiveness wise never had a girlfriend or real relationship of any kind he just moved from a big coat this is like blah 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 he just moved from a covid maniac school to a mid-sized state college with a good party scene and i'm not sure what to tell him does he do the college clubs thing join a frat so how does this guy get laid Catherine? He's um, a five and he's a junior in college. I want to know what kind of five is he? Is he like a short five or? Uh, I, I mean, know, if your own of... friend is calling you a five, you're fucked, dude. You're like, right, square, you're like a three. square root of five. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, prostitute. I mean, maybe... Go to a prostitute. Or maybe there's like a nice like Caroline Ellison looking bitch who's, you know, needs some <laughs> attention. I mean, you know what? I don't think this is, I don't think like incels take advantage of this enough. Like, the femme cell really needs validation. And yeah. if you know how to give it, it doesn't matter what you look like. You know, you could, the Norwood Reaper could have, you know, completely <laughs> <laughs> just taken you years ago. And they won't, they won't care if you are good at giving them that kind of attention. So, so I mean, I think that's... you should teach people how to do that. So it's true. So there's incels and there's fem cells, right? And it's become clear that like fem cells are real. Like they're not fucking around. They exist and there's there's numbers, right? And the obvious solution is like, well, you know, uh, I you know, whatever. One thing needs another, right? So like the incels and the fem cells should all fucking fuck together. But yeah. do you think they're ever going to do it? Do you think that like both groups are really resentful and may have limited social skills and limited romantic experience? And I think for people to fuck, like you need one cad, one partner's got to be like a slut or a cad. And then the other partners, you know, can be the virgin, but you can't have fucking two virgins trying to fuck each other because nobody knows how to make a move. I mean, so how does it work in high school? Any hope? Yeah, there's hope. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. There's there's definitely hope. Just, you know, I look, I don't know how to figure it out, but I think it's I think it's uh something you can learn. Just find a, a vulnerable girl who just her self-esteem is clearly low. She's insecurity adult. She probably doesn't even have to be that ugly. Just you got to just get get someone who really like needs like desperately needs to see a therapist. And yeah. you're good. Get look for somebody that was really badly abused. Um yeah, find find an ugly woman. Uh, just you know, horrible things to, to say. Like this guy's got to be a fucking predator. But yeah, he's a five, and he should date another five. 
Yeah. And uh, there you go. Somebody fuck these ugly people. Get hornier and fuck ugly people. But the real thing is like, like I was at, I was at the Muay Thai fights and there was a woman fighting, right? And she was like a very small kind of stocky, uh, just Southeast Asian woman who like most people would not, you know, I know that I've posted pictures of girls that look like her before. And like guys have left mean comments, be like, look at that fucking ugly toad face bitch. Blah. And like, I thought she was fucking hot as shit, right? There is one niche that everybody has where the person through some demographic trick gets three extra points. And for me, it's this like, you know, like a slightly plump woman from, you know, uh, so, you know, whatever, Southeast Asia, the, the whole region, right? Just does it for me. And so like find the person that like, if you're into like fucking blonde haired, blue eyed women, like there's a lot of fucking ugly blonde haired, blue eyed women. Like they're not all fucking, you know, sweet. You know what I realized? I, uh... Eugenic rape <laughs> products. Not, you know, I used to ask people this question and no one, I think you might be the only person who's on the same page as me. Like, do you ever just want to like fuck someone because they're so abject and disgusting? Like they're so gross. It's actually hot. (laughs) And everyone would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I guess Uh, (laughs) like get the itch. Like someone who's just disgusting. No, dude, I I fucked, I fucked a big range in my life. And so I don't have that. That's not exotic to me. Cause have you ever actually done it? yeah absolutely okay <laughs> holy shit so this guy should come this five out of ten should come visit you um no no those those days like you those days are behind me and far behind it, me what was it like when so you fucked a guy that was so ugly that you just what do you mean a him. like it <laughs> okay. so you fucked so 10 what? guys that were so ugly that you just wanted to see what it was like and what was it like um, I mean, it's, I, I guess I just want to be appreciated. You know? <laughs> I just want to feel special and who doesn't. Right. And that's one way to do it. Did any of them have like a giant hog? Um, no, no, you know, guys <laughs> like that aren't well endowed. When I see the, cause when I see like weird genetically fucked up guys on the street, I always think like God must've given them a fucking huge, like Yule log of a, of a, you know, of a pipe oh, what a bummer dude i will say the biggest dick i've ever seen i dated a homeless guy which is kind of like it's sort of but he was so he was so handsome and what he, nationality it was, like, was he just a white guy in the bear <laughs> okay um wow. and it it hurt a lot and um then he, how, how did you meet him uh he dm'd me on twitter and i was like this guy's crazy uh-huh. and then uh, yeah, he like walked to San Jose from Berkeley, and I was like, "Well, that shows initiative." Just and uh-huh. then I was like, "Just take a shower and for, forget it." And then you know, we were together for like six months. So you knew that he was homeless mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. And how did you like? What was he? What was his living situation? Was he like sleeping in a car, or what? Or was he? He uh... he like sort of like sometimes would like share a room with this like weird rationalist guy, but it like wasn't oh, no. his house um and then like sometimes he'd crash with an ex-girlfriend and he was in a shelter for a little bit mm-hmm. um and then eventually he just lived with me okay so he was never living out of a pickup truck no no okay. but he was pretty i mean he was dirty you know i wanted I, to um, no i'm th- <laughs> i'm trying to think if it's a specific guy that i was <laughs> a guy you that. know <laughs> yeah yeah who's fucking slept with a few girls uh that i talked to actually 
I actually so convinced this... myself at, at some point I was like, I could marry this guy. Yeah, he's he's great. Yeah. So this hom- I actually this homeless uh... guy is <laughs> I think it probably is the same guy because he's like definitely has this effect on women for sure. And he's homeless. Think... Like, there you go. I think I fall in love like you have sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with homeless guys, you mean? With the homeless? No, I just it's like I, I fall in love a thousand times a day. I mean, it's just like I'm I have no sort of it just it it works differently for me. I also think that like I would be uh, I wouldn't be single if I were fortunate enough to be sleeping in a tent instead of, uh, you know, building my 401k and uh, checking on my PPO health insurance. Um, I mean, I guess that's should, should we end it here? Yes. Uh, Catherine, thank you. This is fantastic. Uh, and for those listening on uh, my channel or whatever the fuck it is, go subscribe to uh, Catherine D's Substack, Default Wisdom. She's the best cultural commentator in the game. Thanks. And uh, people listening to me, you know, you already subscribe to Delicious Tacos. Um, and uh, hopefully I, I uh, grow some balls and I don't over edit this. <laughs> yeah don't edit this at all promise me you won't edit anything i can't i can't me. i can't promise that i promise look, me i don't promise i don't want me. i have a husband and i don't want him to listen to this and be like what the, the fuck just happened he's the, you're just not you're talking about like growth you're talking about masturbating he knows that you masturbate right of course well who knows all right. uh, yeah he knows he knows <laughs> <All right. laughs> Stop so, the recording. yeah